You worship the Lord. It's in order. Amen. I'm kind of home, sick for a country to which I've never been before. No sound. And time won't matter anymore.
the Lord. Amen. It's in order. Hallelujah. Amen. For a long time I traveled down a long lonely road. My heart was so heavy and sin I sang low. About Jesus, what a wonderful hour! I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through His holy power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Been washed in the blood of Jesus, I've been born again. Hallelujah! Save, save, save by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. Like a bird out of prison that's taken his flight. Like a blind man that God gave back his sight. Like a poor wretched beggar. Who found fortune and fame I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through His holy name Thank God I am free, free, free From this world of sin I've been washed in the blood of Jesus I've been born again Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. Like a bird out of prison that's taken His flight. Like a blind man that God gave back His sight. Like a poor wretched beggar who found fortune and fame. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through His holy name. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. I want you to stand. We're going to do this first verse one more time, and we want you to help us with the chorus. We're going to sing that chorus two times, and then we'll conclude the song, okay? Kick us off, dear. You know the word, sing it out. For a long time I traveled down a long, lonely road. My heart was so heavy in sin, I sang low. Then I heard about Jesus. 
What a wonderful hour. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out through His holy power. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. Been washed in the blood of Jesus. I've been born again. Hallelujah. I'm saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. Thank God I am free, free, free from this world of sin. I've been washed in the blood of Jesus, been born again. Hallelujah, I'm saved, saved, saved by His wonderful grace. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. I'm so glad that I found out He would bring me out and show me the way. Amen. Give the Lord a hand today. Amen. Thank you, guys. Keep on praying that prayer. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Amen. God's good. Anybody else got a word? I ain't getting in the way of God today. I don't do that. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Amen. Ain't it good? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Turning your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 this morning. I am so glad that you're here. Uh, you could have chosen to went many places. Uh, people are here from far and wide. We, I don't think anybody travels as far as this couple right over here. They've been coming from Gastonia uh, for over a month now, hasn't you, Brother Steve? And, uh, I thank God for that. And Church of Lives worth the drive is what they tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Amen. But uh, I thank God for you and being here, all of you, that have uh, drove to be here in the house of God today. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, I'm interested in one verse of Scripture, that being verse 4, and if you have your place, say amen. All right, let's stand for the reverence of the reading of God's Word and prayer for the message. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 4, the Bible says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given you by Jesus Christ. 
Christ. I want to use this as a thought today. I thank God I didn't have. I thank God I don't have. Now that may be a little confusing to you at this point, but it'll be some light shed on to it here in just a little while. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, Lord, we counted an honor and opportunity, to blessed opportunity to be here today, uh, Lord, amongst your spirit and amongst your people. Lord, you say where there's two or three gathered together, you'd be in the midst to bless. And Lord, I'm glad you've already blessed us thus far. Lord, I pray your blessings upon the word of God. I pray that it would touch each and every heart. Lord, for those that are having troubles this morning, Lord, may they understand and know that you love them and you're there for them. And Lord, that you will help them in their time of despair. And God, if there's one here lost and undone, doesn't know Jesus Christ, your darling son, Father, as their Savior. Lord, I pray, Lord, in the name is above all names that you'd convict that heart. I bring them to an old-fashioned altar of prayer that they would come talk with thee. And Lord, receive forgiveness and salvation into their hearts and be saved before it's everlasting too late. Lord, we just thank God for you and for your darling son, for the blood that was shed for us. And God, we'll just praise you, give you glory and honor for all that you do for us today during this worship hour. In Jesus' precious holy name we do ask and pray. Amen and amen. It's one thing to be thankful for what you have. And we should all be thankful for what we have. But it's altogether another thing to be thankful for what you did not have. Or what you do not have. As I began to think about this, uh, I guess it was a country song written several, several years ago that someone had always made a mention of. I don't listen to country music per se. I, I stick with the gospel, but I did have heard of this song that they sang. I don't even know who sang it. Thank God for unanswered prayer. And I believe we can look through our lives tonight and or today and thank God for those prayers that He didn't answer the way that we wanted them to. Oh, yes. Now, the, 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 the song is not very biblical because, first of all, God's going to answer your prayer. He really didn't not answer them. He just may have said no. He gives you an answer of yes or no or just wait. And a lot of times our trials put us through a time of patience. And our patience is tested with our prayers. But there are some things today that I'm thankful for that I don't have. And some things that I'm thankful for that I didn't have. And I want you to take note of these few things today. And maybe it will be a blessing to you. First of all, I'm thankful that I do not have a Savior that is a mummy. Now let me let me let me just make a, a a quick reference here. Thankful that I do not have a mummy uh, for a savior. You know you can go into the tombs uh, overseas to some of these idol gods. Uh, they'll open up the tomb and you can go inside uh, and you'll see the grave clothes uh, that are wrapped around uh, some sort of corpse. Uh, you can go into the Egyptian tombs uh, and you can they can open up those coffins uh, and you'll see King Tut, you'll see King whoever, and this one that and the 
other. You can go to the tomb of Buddha. You can find bones. You can find teeth. Uh, you can find all of that stuff. But thank God I don't have a mummy as a savior today. Uh, you open up the tomb of Christ. Uh, you walk in it over there in Jerusalem. Uh, and my friend, you may see some grave clothes. Uh, but there'll be no bones. Uh, there'll be no flesh. Uh, there'll be no body parts. So uh, why? Because we serve a risen Savior today that is alive and that is well. Thank God they didn't have to leave the grave clothes on Him because He didn't need them because He resurrected from the grave. And thank God He's sitting at the right hand of the Father today to make intercession for you and I. Oh boy, people get tied up in all of that stuff. They try to worship. Some people worship cows. Can you imagine that? The only time I know of anything and be coming closer to worshiping a cow is when I say the blessing over that steak that's laying in my plate. Amen. Oh boy, Miss Bradley's got some cows. Praise God. When we're going to cook one of them, honey. Hallelujah. We're going to cook one of them cows up one day. But thank God I don't have a mummy for a Savior. But I have a living, resurrected Christ. I have the Lord Jehovah Jireh, our eternal creator. A loving Savior seated at the right hand of God today. That takes care of us. That decides to breathe upon us every once in a while with His precious Spirit. And makes you feel all good and juicy inside. Where you know that you can come and worship Him in truth and in spirit. And know that our Savior is alive. Oh, you ask me how I know He lives. I know He lives because He lives within my heart. And thank God if you're here today, if you don't know this living, risen Savior of glory, you ought to make your decision sure today by accepting Christ into your heart and accepting Him into your life to where you can be gloriously saved. Amen. Went up, Sister Cecilia called me the other day to come to the hospital. Her husband had had a stroke. And, and Kenneth has always been a hard man to deal with. He's been a hard individual to talk with. You, you just can't talk to him. He, that's just the way he is. Uh, he's always called me names when I walked into the door. Walked in through the door. He'll, he'll say something and call you a name, you know. That was just Kenneth. And, 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 and he'll argue with you. He'll argue Bible with you. And he just, you know, just plumb irreverent, I guess you could call him. Kenneth was a hard case. And Kenneth had that stroke, but he was regaining his composure and everything in the hospital. And I went in there and I said, Kenneth, I need, to, uh, I need to know one thing. You need to get this off your family's mind. You need to get it off my mind. And you need to settle some things today and we need to know the truth. I said, you need to make me a promise. Because earlier he had said, hey, preacher, I'm not going to live here long. I'm not going to be here long. Just a couple of days, I'm going to pass. Just a few days. I'm not going to be here long. I don't know what he was meaning by that. But you know a lot of times people can tell you those things. Because they know they're getting ready to die. Yeah. But he was in bad shape. And he still, he's in bad shape today. He's, he, he's a bad diabetic. His sugar runs over 400 a lot of times. He's just, he just in bad health. Bad health. And he had that stroke. And he's laying there. And, he, and he, you know, he's, he's gaining his composure on his right side. Where he wasn't able to uh, lift his hand much. And was numb. All the feeling was coming back at that time. And, and he was talking to me in a clear mind. And I said, I need you to make me a one promise here, Kenneth, today. He said, what? That I go to church? <laughs> I said, no. That if you do leave here in a few days, we'll see you in heaven. Over on the other side. Yeah. And Kenneth looked and said, okay. I promise you. I said, well, Kenneth, 
When's the last time you prayed? I said, he said, I pray all the time. I said, well, okay. When's the last time you asked Jesus to forgive you of your sins? And he didn't really say a whole lot. And I said, Kenneth, would you pray and just ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you? Kenneth used to teach Sunday school way back when. Very knowledgeable man of the Bible. Uh, but he's been off track. He, he backslid on the Lord. He's just been off track and he's gotten confused about some things. I said, Kenneth, we need to know without a shadow of fact, you're going to be in heaven. I want to know. And he said, I'll pray. And I said, well, listen, I'm going to pray with you. And you ask the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins and your failures. And I said, he'll be just to forgive you as 1 John 1, 9 tells us uh, that he would. And we sat there and prayed. And we prayed. And, and, and he prayed. And I said, Kenneth, do you believe what you prayed? And he said, yes, sir, I do. I said, well, look, I'm going to have to go. But I'm going to have to go home and wait on my daughter to be dropped off from school. But I said, I, if the Lord don't take you today and if the Lord don't take me, I said, I'll see you tomorrow here in the hospital. And he looked at me and said, is that a promise? I said, yes, sir, that's a promise. I'll see you tomorrow. And then I went in there the next day, and we went into that, uh, I went into that hospital room. Cecilia apparently had just left because he said that she had left to take care of some things. And I walked in there, and I began to talk to Kenneth. Kenneth didn't call me no name this time when I walked in the door. He didn't call me a name. I said, praise God, something's done happened in here. You know, and we walked in there. And then, then as I walked in there and, and, and began to talk to him, and he looked at me, and I didn't have to say a whole lot. And he said, preacher... It's by the grace and mercy of God that I'm alive today. He was talking with a clear mind. He was talking with some sense. I said, hallelujah. And the, the only thing that he wanted to uh, maybe argue a little bit, and it wasn't, he was just trying to make a point. He was wanting us to go back to the gold standard of money. He was talking about, hey, we need to do that. We'll stay out of debt if we go back to that. You know, he was, just, he was just talking politics and all this kind of stuff, which he often seldom do. But listen, that's what a crucified, risen Savior can do for you. Amen. Hey, listen, when we made that trip to Brownsville, Texas, there was one thing on our mind. is to see that my Uncle Jerry received the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. He'd been stricken down with lung cancer. He'd been stricken down with liver cancer. He had bone cancer. He had COP. Uh, he had congestive heart failure. Everything was wrong. Caught a flight into Houston. Houston Airport got shot up. Uh, they canceled all the flights down, coming out of Houston. Had to rent a car. Had to go down into to Brownsville right there on the Mexican border. Went in there and seen my uncle was dying without Jesus. Was cussing about every breath that he had. Oh, but let me tell you what happened about two hours before he died. The Holy Ghost showed up. Uh, it zipped his lips shut. Uh, he didn't cuss no more. A little tear ran out of his eyes as he asked the Lord Jesus Christ to come into his heart. That is a true and living Savior. That's the mercy of God. Amen. Listen, I'm here to tell you, oh, preacher, you believe in that deathbed religion? The Bible did say it, it, that it can't happen. Amen. He's there. He might not have had no rewards, but he's there. He got right with God. I'm talking about a sinful, a sinful man. A man that had been in the military for many, many years. A man that was full of sin. But yet God came on the scene by the way of His Spirit. And Jesus Christ graciously saved him that night before he died the next morning. Thank God I didn't have a mummy for a Savior. But number two, thank God I don't have a myth for a Bible. Amen. 
Oh, but I've got the inspired divine word of God. The indestructible word of God that abideth forever. That infallible, inerrant truth that the Bible says is forever settled in heaven. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 21. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. People will try to argue with you today that that Bible's nothing but a myth. It's nothing but a fad. Oh, but it's still the number one selling book today. And my friend, make sure you got the right version. Amen. Uh, the KJV. Uh, make sure you got the good one. huh? Hey, listen, we don't need a new Bible. We just need to use the one that we got. Amen. And apply it to our lives. Uh, holy men, the Bible says, uh, were inspired by the Holy Ghost of God uh, to pin these from the, these letters, uh, this book, if you will, from Genesis all the way to Revelation. Uh, Holy men pinned them under the inspiration of God. And it was proven as it was written. I'm glad I don't serve a myth. I'm glad I don't have. Thank God I don't have a myth for a Bible. I know that what's in this book is true. Amen. I think about this a lot myself today. I thank God I didn't have a modernist for a pastor. Huh? Over in John chapter 1 verse 6, they're talking about John the Baptist, but the Bible says there was a man sent from God. I didn't have a modernist as a pastor. I had a born again, spirit filled man of God, a Bible believer, called by God and of God, a builder of faith, holiness, and love for Christ was in his life. And you could see it in his life. Oh, when I was saved under preacher Jim Miller, I tell you what, the first few times I was around him, he like scared me to death. He'd hop a pew, he'd kiss you in the top of the head, especially if you didn't have no hair. Listen, I'm here to tell you, the man was full of God. God. And he didn't compromise. I'm glad for the men of God of those days uh, that have been in my life that did not compromise. Uh, I think about the Bible that was found here this morning. I believe uh, uh, your little girl brought it to me. And it was Kenneth Cash, his Bible. And Kenneth must have left that thing here in March when he was here preaching. And he left it there and it's been sitting there ever since. And I'm glad she gave it to me because he's probably wondering where he left it. And Kenneth ain't going to call you and tell you that I've left my Bible somewhere. It might be at your place. I left it there three months ago. He just he just forgot where he left it, I guess. But I'm going to get it back to him. I think about that man of God uh, that's been through the fires, uh, uh, that's been through the battles of life, uh, uh, some 20-some years, 25-plus years pastoring people and preaching the Word of God uh, and people not always being good to him. Uh, and I've always thought about them types of men uh, uh, down through the years. Uh, and hopefully some of you young ones in the pew today uh, can say the same thing about me years down the road, uh, saying, hey, he stood for what was right. It didn't matter what the world said. It mattered what God said. We had an association meeting. I shared this with the Sunday school class. Damon was there. Uh, I had to stand up and I made a motion about a particular incident that was happening in our state that was uh, completely unbiblical. And I told him, I said, look, here's the Word of God. This is what the Word of God says about it. And us as association should not support it. And then uh, uh, they got up and they voted for it. All but two pastors in that whole association agreed with me. And the other two that didn't agree with me, I wouldn't give ten cent a flip for them. I don't even want to listen to them. Listen, if you can't follow the Word of God and stick with the Word of God from kiver to kiver, as Pappy would say, listen, there's something wrong. Something wrong. 
And uh, uh, I don't know if I told you we've had so much going on here lately, but it wasn't but a week or so after that, they called me on the phone. Preacher, we was wondering if you'd make a compromise. I said, no, I'm not going to compromise because the Word of God says what's right. And of course, I'm the black sheep of the state of South Carolina now, but that's all right. Y'all love me anyhow. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, You just can't compromise on the Word of God. When it's black and white right in front of you, and they still say, oh, well, let's just compromise it a little bit. No, you can't compromise. If they compromise the issue uh, that I stood up for, uh, they'll be uh, they'll be ordaining homosexuals next. Uh, they'll be putting women in the pulpit next. Uh, uh, they'll be doing some things that the Bible says is ungodly. Yeah, Somebody has to take a stand. I don't mind taking a stand because I know who stands with me. Amen. Hallelujah. Number four, I like this one. I thank God I don't have a morgue for a church. (laughs) But one rooted, Colossians 2, 7 says, Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. I'm glad that I don't have to be in a morgue for a church. You know, one of those dead places. I'm glad that most of the time when you come in here... (laughs) You don't have to look around and take somebody's pulse to find out if they're alive or not. <laughs> that was like the man that was in the pew and he fell over dead. Church secretary ran to the office, called EMS. The EMS came out. They searched five or six people to figure out which one was dead. <laughs> Had to check their pulse, Brother Hal. They better not call him on Joe Floyd and say he's dead because we got a walking dead man, if that's the truth. A dancing dead man. I'm here to tell you, I'm glad that we can come into the house of God. A church ought not be a place of strife. A church ought not be a place of contention. A place of of, of disturbance. Oh, but it ought to be a place of worship where the Lord Jesus Christ can be felt upon our hearts and upon our souls. And I thank God for churches like this around this country that we can go even when we're out of town and worship the true and living God today. Think about Brother John and Sister Diane when they're down in Florida during the winter. The snowbirds fly down. I thank God you get into a good church and a church where you got the Lord moving. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad that we have a church of that type. But I'm I'm, I'm going to go on with this one here. Listen to this. Thank God I don't have a monkey for a spouse. Amen. There's my wife sitting right there. Y'all love my wife. I know you do. Y'all love her more than you do me. And that's all right. I'm okay with that. But I just want you to know when I leave, she goes too. (laughs) And they're going to argue with that. (laughs) Amen. I don't have a monkey for a spouse, but a God and godly in faith and character. Great in love for the Lord Jesus Christ. Good in care and compassion for children. Listen, you won't see another one more compassionate for children than that woman right there. She'd go in that nursery every Sunday if she has to. Well, she does for Sunday school. She goes in there every Sunday. And I thank God for it. Amen. I know of many of men today, ministries have been destroyed by their wives. I know so many of good men. huh? Y'all know some too. that Their ministry has just been destroyed by their, by, their, by their spouse. But you know what I like about my wife? I'm going to brag on her just a little bit and 
You can just take it for what you will because you know what I'm telling you is the truth. She don't want no credit. She stands in the background. She does whatever she needs to do to help the ministry run. And I thank you, baby. I do. She makes it a whole lot easier for me. A whole lot easier for me. And uh, some of you that gave her Mother's Day cards last week and saying that she was a role model for a mother and that uh, y'all looked up to her as a mother, some of the younger mothers in the church, that you looked up to her as a mother. And, uh, boy, that was just some sweet words to, to my ears, and I know it was to hers. And she thanks you for every card and gift that you gave her last week, I'm sure. But she's not one to stand up and draw attention to herself. She just don't do that. And I thank God that she's got it right, amen? When I told her when God called me to preach, I said, listen, I want you to understand one thing, honey. God's not only calling me to preach, but he's calling you to be a preacher's wife. What do you think about it? Because if she would have said no, I'd have said no. Because we couldn't have got nothing done. We couldn't have got nothing accomplished, Sister Lucy. You know the the ministry and how things goes. and uh, You being the wife of a minister, uh, it takes a good wife to stand behind a good man to make this thing work. And I'm telling you now, I thank God for it. I thank God that I didn't have misguided Sunday school teachers down through the ages. Amen. Oh, but I've had those that have been genuinely saved by the grace of God, straight on their Bible doctrine and separate from sinful practices. Oh, listen, we require things of our Sunday school teachers here at Turning Point. We require things of those people uh, that serve in office here. Uh, We believe that a person ought to be found faithful. Uh, We believe they ought to. Listen, it's going to be hard for a Sunday school teacher to stand up before a Sunday school class and teach on some of the difficult things of the Bible, like tithing, if they don't do it themselves can't do it they'll have no effect Uh, you can't have a a Sunday school teacher to stand before an adult class and teach them on faithfulness to God's house when they're not faithful themselves can't happen that's just well let me go ahead and say it hypocritical you can't do it uh, the, uh, the, there's some standards uh, uh, that have to be uh, uh, notified, noticed and, and there has to be some standards that's brought to their attention. Uh, I think we as Christians today uh, ought to live like the Word proclaims us to live, uh, Christ-like. Uh, you and I that are saved and on our way to heaven, uh, we ought to act like we're going somewhere, amen, and we're going up uh, and not going down. Somebody said, oh, you a holy roller. I said, well, yeah, I guess I am. I guess I'm holy because I'm saved and I'm rolling because I'm going somewhere. Amen. You know where I'm going? Straight up, buddy. When time comes and you're going with me, amen, if the Lord Jesus comes, we're just going to get on out of here, amen, and then the world can have the world, amen. We're going to be with God's people in a better land one day when it comes. But I thank God that we've got godly Sunday school teachers that will stand behind the desk and teach His Word to the children, from the nursery to the children, to the adults. I'm glad, and I thank God that I didn't have misguided Sunday school teachers But lastly, number seven, I'll end with this today. I thank God that I don't have a makeshift salvation. I don't have a makeshift salvation, but I do have a genuine Holy Ghost experience of repentance with the Lord above. I do have a gift of God made real by faith in Jesus Christ. 
I do have the grace of God's greatness in a no-soul salvation. I'm glad that I know without a shadow of a doubt that heaven's going to be my home. Whether or not I leave by the grave or by the rapture of the church, I know that heaven's going to be my home. The question is this morning is, do you know that? You see, a lot of people can profess... But they don't possess. Have you ever seen those people that profess to be Christians. But you can't tell it by the life that they live. Now I'm not trying to be legalistic. And put a lot of things upon you as as far. And you have to do this and you have to do that. But I'm just one that's always believed. If you're saved you're going to live right. (laughs) Amen. If you're saved you're going to live right. Well what about them people that don't live right. I don't even know if they're saved. Be honest with you. I know that something happened to me January 3 of 93 when I got saved. I wasn't the same anymore. God turned my life around. The Lord Jesus came into my heart. And like I've told you before, I stopped singing Whiskey Bent and Hell Bound. Started singing Amazing Grace. I sweep the sound. That's what happened to me. I seen a change in Kenneth. I seen a change in my uncle just the two hours before he went on to be with the Lord. I seen a change in people. I seen a change in Jean Fox when the Lord saved her. In the ministry over at the church, she still mean Jean, but I'm telling you, she saved mean Jean. Amen. I seen a change in her. I seen a change in Damon Duncan when he was saved and called out and called to preach the gospel. I seen a change in people. Folks, that's what Jesus can do for you in your life. He said, listen, the great thing about being saved, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. That means he's going to walk with us. No matter how much we go through in this life, he's going to be there for you. But that's when we have to break that pride and ask him for help. It's just like me trying to father my children. If they need help, I'm going to do what I can to give him the help. He's going to talk with you. He's going to help you. No matter what you're going through, your family may be falling apart today. And if that's the situation, there is a God in heaven that can help you. None of us have perfect families today. You know what? If somebody tells you they have the perfect marriage, the perfect relationship, the perfect family, they are shooting you a line. We all have problems, don't we, ladies? We all have problems. I mean, some may be bigger than others, but we all have problems. Even Damon, as good-looking as he is and as pretty as his wife is, I'm sure they have problems. One old preacher said, Ah, oh, me and my wife never have got into an argument. Never had get into it. He said, You may hear us reasoning things out two miles down the road, but we never did get into an argument. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, th- th- they was arguing. But you know what? It may be problems on your job, problems in your, with your health, problems in your life in general, problems with your family, problems with your finances, whatever it may be. God is here to help you today. If you're here lost and undone without Christ, you have no advocate with the Father For he is Jesus Christ himself. And he can help you today. 
You know, people tell me, I'll, I'll leave a lost sinner's hospital bed, and they'll say, Preacher, I'm praying for you. And I'm like, listen, it don't do you any good to pray for me because you're lost. You know, Jesus, the Lord doesn't hear those prayers of a lost individual that have no personal relationship with him. The Bible says iniquity comes in the way of our prayers. In other words, sin, and unconfessed sin in our life blocks that access to God and we can't pray the way we need to pray. A lost man can't get a prayer up past this roof. That's about as far as it'll go. But I thank God I can call on godly people of character and integrity and have them to pray for me. I'm glad that I can call upon people in our church to pray and get a prayer through. I thank God for that opportunity today. Whatever your need may be, this altar is open. I'll ask you to stand if you would. As our musicians come around and get us a song of invitation. Dusty, could you come around and do just as I am? Just as I am, that one please. I'm going to sing this little invitational hymn. God will take you just as you are. Just in the type of situation that you're in. Well, preacher, you don't know what I'm going through. Listen, you're exactly right. I don't know what you're going through. But I know I serve a God in heaven that knows. And he can help you. And I've heard people say, oh, but I can get loose in the night and I can sin. I can do what I want. Nobody knows what I'm doing. Listen, there's one knows what you're doing. It's God. His ear is never deaf. His eyes always see. I pray if you got a need today, you'll come gather around this altar and get that need met. Father, Lord, as we humbly bow in your presence, Lord, I pray for each and every one that's in the sound of my voice. Lord, that may need help today, Father, I pray that you would just, Lord, speak to their hearts by the movement of the Spirit of God. There may be some here that's lost and undone, doesn't know you from the free pardon of sin. God, I pray you'd save them before it's too late. Some may have been saved. They've just gotten cold and backslid. God, I pray that you'd bring them back to you. Fathers, we come to you one more time on this side of heaven. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that you would give those help that need it today the most. Lord, I pray that you would move upon the hearts of each and every one that's here. May we not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Gather around an altar of prayer and gather the help that we need. It may not be the help of ourselves, but there may be another that needs help. Lord, we want to bring them to you today as well. Lord, we'll thank you, praise you, give you glory for all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, we humbly ask and pray. Amen.